0: CHAPTER 20 OF STORIES OF THE VICTORIA CROSS BY FRANK MUNDELL THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN Lieutenant HAMILTON'S BRAVERY In northern Afghanistan, between Kabul and Jalalabad, stands the town of Futterbad. Here was stationed in 1879 a British force under Brigadier General Gough a dashing but prudent commander, whose duty it was to keep clear the line of communication from Jalalabad to the Afghan capital. This work required the utmost vigilance, for the whole of the surrounding country was infested with hostile tribes, eager and ready to destroy the little army which had been set down in their midst. The commander, however, Was equal to the task, and his arrangements were so perfect that he could be instantly informed of any movement of the enemy. On the 2nd of April 1879, word was brought to the camp that a large body of Afghans was mustering near the fortified village of Khaja. Gough at once prepared to march out to the attack. Before the troops had started, Two scouts came galloping in to say that the enemy were beginning to fortify themselves on some high ground overlooking the road, and that unless they were instantly attacked, great difficulty would be found in dislodging them. The brigadier gave his orders, and artillery, infantry, and cavalry went forward. On coming in sight of the enemy, he found that they were indeed strongly posted, and he could see about 5,000 men hurrying to and fro behind the rough defences which they had erected. Though his own force numbered only 1,200 men, he felt sure of victory. The artillery and the infantry opened fire, and the cavalry stood together, impatiently waiting the moment when their work would begin. Then Gough executed a brilliant manoeuvre. To lure the enemy from their stronghold, he ordered his force to retreat. Out came the Afghans, with fierce yells, to annihilate, as they thought, the retreating soldiers. Suddenly, at a given signal, the troops faced right about and poured a deadly volley into the Afghan ranks, and with a loud hurrah, charged though taken by surprise the fierce tribesmen made a desperate resistance till their standard was captured then they wavered seeing this the brigadier sent orders to the cavalry to charge down thundered the corps of guides commanded by major batty and dashed into the wavering mass their swords flashing in the sun In the charge two shots lodged in the thigh of their gallant leader, but he rode on. A third shot penetrated to his heart, and he sank lifeless upon the ground. When his men saw him fall, a terrible cry of grief and rage broke from them, and they pressed furiously forward, led by Lieutenant Hamilton a number of the enemy prepared to meet the coming onset. They raised their rifles and fired. Down fell the horse ridden by the sawar next to Hamilton, and as the animal fell, it dragged down its rider, whose leg had become entangled in the bridle. Seeing one of their foes thus at their mercy, several Afghans ran forward, determined to put him to death. Just then, the lieutenant missed the man from his side, and on turning round to see what had become of him, he saw an Afghan with raised sword, about to give the prostrate sawar his death blow. He immediately turned his charger and galloped back to the rescue. Cutting and thrusting, he made his way to the side of the fallen sowar and assisted him to disengage himself from the dead horse but his bravery nearly cost him his life an afghan raised his gun and was about to fire when another of the guides came up and knocked the weapon out of the man's grasp thus saving his officer's life again and again did hamilton and his guides charge the enemy now in full retreat and in less than half an hour they were totally dispersed and incapable of further resistance. For his gallant conduct on this occasion, and for saving the life of the sawar, Lieutenant Hamilton was recommended for the Victoria Cross, but it was not awarded. Though this must have been a great disappointment to the brave lieutenant, it did not influence his courage and he fought with his usual dash throughout the remainder of the war till at length he fell at kabul pierced to death with the blows of an overpowering enemy then strange to say he was awarded the honour that was his due in july eighteen seventy nine sir louis kavanari went to kabul as the british resident And an escort of guides accompanied him. All went well for about two months when, early one September morning, a body of mutineers surrounded the residency and, with loud shouts, proclaimed their intention of murdering the British envoy. The escort climbed onto the roof of the building and opened fire on the rebels, who then retired. In a short time, however, they returned and poured forth a regular torrent of musketry from the tops and windows of the surrounding houses. Those on the roof of the residency bravely replied and busied themselves in erecting a rude shelter to protect them from the murderous fire. All day the fighting went on, and as each hour passed, the throng of Afghans became thicker and thicker. Lieutenant Hamilton behaved with the most splendid bravery, animating all by his cheering words and dauntless bearing. About three o'clock in the afternoon, the rebels had succeeded in making their way to the top of the building and setting it on fire. Driven down by sheer weight of numbers, the gallant defenders fought with the fury of despair as they were compelled to retreat from room to room, contesting every inch of ground, they left behind them many evidences of their prowess. At length the courtyard was reached, and here Lieutenant Hamilton and his little band of heroes made ready for a final stand. The gates were quickly burst open, and in poured the savage throng. With a defiant cheer, Hamilton led his followers forward to try and cut their way through. The enemy closed round them. Every time that the lieutenant's sword descended, an Afghan fell, and by the might of his terrible arm, he quickly cleared a space round him. Then the Afghans evidently decided to sacrifice a few of their number to dispatch him speedily several of them advanced with his pistol he brought down the leader but the next instant the rest were upon him and after a short brave struggle the gallant hamilton yielded up his life and those with him also perished when the news of his death and the heroic manner of his dying reached england People ceased to think of the terrible disaster that had befallen the envoy, and spoke only of the splendid bravery of Lieutenant Hamilton. Though he was dead, the coveted and well-deserved honour of the Victoria Cross was awarded. It had indeed been twice won, and his friends had the satisfaction that his dauntless courage was at length publicly recognised. End of chapter 20